Welcome to another episode of Warriors and Hope with Valerie Silvera. Before we get started on this episode, I wanted to remind you about the Freedom Experience in Scottsdale, Arizona on October 6th and 7th. This is an incredible, empowering event that you will not want to miss. Let's face it, anybody who's lived a couple of decades on this planet has been blindsided by something. Fear has come calling, and this is going to be two days you will not forget. You will have tools and all sorts of inspiration and empowerment to take with you, not just for the rest of the year, but for the rest of your life. You should be there if you no longer want fear to write your story. If you're ready for true empowerment, not just some feel-good stories. If you're willing to come with an open heart and mind, you are going to learn so much. If you're tired of living with shame, guilt, or judgment, man, I lived with that for far too many years. If you want to learn how to overcome the grip that grief has over you, you want a life-changing experience that you can take with you, and you want to have fun doing it, you should join us for the Freedom Experience. Go to ValerieSilvera.com. It's the first thing you'll see on my page. And just say yes to freedom. What happened to my amazing life? Have you ever said that? Have you ever thought it? You know, the life that you hoped, wished, dreamed, maybe even you put it on paper. You had goals. You had a vision board. This is going to be my life. And then all hell broke loose. One of life's proverbial two-by-fours whacked you upside the head. Or things just have not turned out, even though you, you were striving in one direction. Now you find yourself going in a completely different direction. Well, first off, I'm a firm believer that life rarely turns out how we think it is going to, or sometimes just assume. Maybe you're one of those people that really never even had all these visions about your life, but you just kind of assumed it'd be good because you're a good person and you thought, I'm going to do all the right things and have a good life. And now you find yourself in a place you never could have imagined. What the heck? Or maybe your life's not going that bad, but still, this is not what I thought I would be doing at this age. I didn't think I would be doing for a career. I didn't think this situation was going to happen. I didn't think I'd have this challenge or this adversity. Can you relate to that? You thought you'd have a happy family, healthy and productive kids, good relationships, financial security, good health, You'd have, you know, certain degrees you'd get, marriages, beautiful homes, vacations, grandchildren, whatever it was. And now you sit here going, what in the world? So my life did not start out on a high note. My mother made the brilliant decision to go out with a guy who was much older and kind of trouble. <laughs> and she wound up pregnant with my brother. And by the time she was 20, there were three of us. And of course, women didn't make much money back then. And she struggled with that. And, you know, my grandparents did what they could. My grandmother made clothes for me. Yeah, I had homemade clothes. And uh, we got free hot dogs from the meatpacking plant where my grandpa worked. My mom worked there too, but she wasn't, you know, high up enough to get free hot dogs. (laughs) I always say, why in the world didn't my grandpa work at the filet mignon factory? Because I don't really like hot dogs to this day. And so 
my dad was pretty much an absentee dad and he didn't show up to pick us up all the time when he was supposed to. And my mom was very sad and it was tough. We had a tough childhood. And then my mom remarried and life got so much better. My mom was remarried when I was 12. So if you hear me talk about my dad, I'm actually talking about my stepdad, unless I tell you that I'm talking about my biological father. So life was pretty good for us. And then for whatever strange reason, I decided to get married at 20 to somebody who was 21 and less ready than I was to be married. And fast forward seven years and I have a one and a three-year-old and I'm divorced. However, my single mom days were good. I worked hard. I had no degree, but I worked myself into a pretty amazing place in my career that people were kind of amazed that someone without a degree could have. And my extended family, we were all very close. My kids went to Montessori school. We took some vacations. We had peace and happiness in our home. I mean, 95% of the time, it was pretty good. But, you know, something was missing. And so after nine years of being single... I wound up marrying Rich. And I don't mean I married Rich. In fact, this is so bad. I would, Poor Rich has heard this about a hundred times. I say, you know, I prayed for a rich man and God gave me a man named Rich. So when you pray, you got to be very specific. <laughs> I think it's a funny one. I've even heard him saying it and laughing. So it's, it's okay. So but, but, so what I thought was, you know, things were going pretty well for me and Jamie and Sean, but I thought now life's going to be amazing because now we have rich, you know, and there's a little more financial security and there's, you know, I have a husband and we lived in a great place. My kids went to good schools. You know, we were actively involved in all their sports and everything, church and all that. Uh, so, you know, life was going to be amazing. I just knew it. But then all hell broke loose. And, and also the, the company Rich was, you know, working to help build and all that, you know, things don't always work out in business. They're tough. And because they had integrity, they did all the right things and that didn't help us financially. <laughs> so we ended up struggling in that regard with business. And we've had a lot of challenges in our businesses. Um, and I say that just to, you know, in case anyone's listening that has and has wondered what's wrong with me, business is tough. Okay. I mean, they, you can do all the right things and have businesses fail. So don't feel like a failure if that's you. But anyway, so this is going on and then all hell breaks loose with Jamie. She just starts going off the rails when she's 15 and, and and she's going out with this guy who lives in a bad area and, you know, not to make judgments on that, but we knew that he was a bad guy and we couldn't get her away from him and everything. She ends up quitting one by one, you know, the high school softball team and the select team softball team and youth group and friends and eventually school and she's getting into trouble and there's disrespect and dishonesty and you know you're looking at this girl going who are you this can't be what in the world so we're doing this for three years and then <clears throat> this guy who she tried to say I was you know prejudiced against or something shot her um you know he was really a good guy I was the one with the problem and he shot her and it was near fatal. It was terrible. If you've read my books or know anything about my story, this was very serious. She had 50 staples holding her gut back together. I mean, it was a miracle she was alive. They told us that at the hospital. And, um, <clears throat> but I remember sitting there waiting for her to wake up from this life-saving surgery and literally thinking that, those thoughts, what happened to my amazing life? 
That was the question that ran through my head, looking at her with the, with the tube, the air tube, you know, she's breathing on this air tube and we're waiting to see if she's going to wake up from this surgery. And what happened to my amazing life? Can you relate to that? Can you relate to feeling that way? I mean, then she gets addicted to the oxy they gave her in the hospital and life got way worse than sitting in the ICU or spending eight nights in the hospital with this girl who's, who's recovering from this devastating major surgery. And, and there's a guy that's been arrested and he's in a gang and that was nothing compared to the next decade. It was terrible. It was a nightmare. Anybody who's lived as a parent with a kid in addiction, you know, it is a nightmare. And I don't get into all the stuff because those living it don't need to know it. And the, and people who aren't would be probably shocked at some of the stuff we've been through. But how can any of this be happening? What happened to my amazing life? Then my daughter is murdered. I mean, I'm living with all this hope that somehow she's going to get clean and I'm praying every day, God, thank you that Jamie's going to get clean. And here I put her at the foot of the cross again. I'm giving her to you. And obviously I kept taking her back if I had to do that every morning, right? <laughs> but every morning I'd pray for a miracle. And then I was getting on with the business of living. I finally realized I had to get off that roller coaster from hell. And then she gets murdered. And it's really, seriously, that was a middle finger from heaven. That's what it felt like. How? Really? I mean, come on. I'm, I'm, I'm believing for this miracle. I, I know that Jamie and I could go talk to high schools. We could do all this stuff together. She and I had even talked about this. And then he let her be murdered. And now it's seven years almost. It'll be seven years at the end of August, 2023, since Jamie was murdered. And we are only at step one of a murder trial. Step one, we've probably got at least another year to go. That's what they tell us. So you find yourself in these situations, whatever you're going through, I mean, it doesn't have to have anything to do with what I'm going through. It doesn't have to be as big or it could be bigger, whatever it is. We don't need to compare our situations, our beasts. It's big and it's real for all of us, whatever we're going through. And we find ourselves going, why me? Why me? Why my kid? Why my husband? Why me? Why this? Why that? Why? Well, you may have heard me ask you this question before. Why not you? I was talking about this with somebody the other day and it really resonated with them when I said, you know, we think, why not us? We want it to happen to someone else. I mean, if, if it's going to have to happen to somebody, why not you? I mean, I know you wouldn't wish it on someone else, but I mean, who do we think we are that we don't have to go through this big adversity? I mean, I, I kind of have to get to the point where I'm going, okay, God, I guess you trust me to do something with this. And I really think you're being trusted to do something too. So whatever amazing life you dreamed up, if you're sitting in a situation, you know, like where mine is, where it's nothing like I thought it was going to be, then you just have to realize it's not going to happen that way but another version can. I had to come to that conclusion. Everything pretty much about my life is different. I mean, I can tell you, we are looking at a, you know, a 180 here. This is not, I, if I went through a list of what I had thought, most of it's not happening. You know, other than I have a great husband and I still have a great family and I have my health and, you know, I have God, thank God, literally, thank you, God. 
and I, I, you know, so I have, and I have, you know, friends and, you know, I have a purpose and, but, but the point is, is that when I, if I had painted the picture, well, I can't paint. So I'd have had to make like a spreadsheet or something. Uh, it wouldn't be anything like this. And yours probably isn't either. So listen, my friend, I'm not going to pretend that I'm over here doing cartwheels, that my life turned out the way it has. I'm not going to insult you by saying, oh, but isn't it great? I'm so happy. You know, my daughter got into addiction and all the financial struggles we had and all of this stuff. And she got murdered and, you know, we get to have a murder trial and I get to spend the rest of my life, you know, doing appeals or whatever it is you do in the city. Oh my gosh, isn't it great? Okay, come on. Obviously, I'm not saying that. But here I am. And there you are. So we have choices when these situations happened. What happened may or may not have been your fault. Whatever has victimized you was probably not your doing. And even if it was, here's what we're focused on here. Remaining a victim is a choice. We get to decide whether we're going to live this way or not. So I told my daughter-in-law just a couple days ago, we were talking and I said, I was telling her that, you know, Nikki, this mission is not what I, what I chose, but I'm all in like, this is, this is it. This is the deal. I'm, I'm accepting it. You know, I, I picture that mission impossible. Remember that show? Well, I think they did movies on it, but I'm talking about the show way back when was that in the sixties or seventies, whatever it was. And, um, mission impossible. And he'd have that tape. Hey, for those of you young people, there was these things called tapes, cassette tapes. I think it might've been a cassette. It might've been an eight track back then. Who knows? But they'd listen to these tapes and it would tell them what his mission was. And it'd go, this is your mission. If you choose to accept it, this, I think he'll say something like this message will expire and whatever. And the thing would blow up, right? It was this big secret mess mission. I chose to accept it. Of course, then I gave her a wink and I said to her, I'm hoping for a gold star in my report card when I get to heaven. But I mean, in all seriousness, I want to be pleasing to God. I don't want to waste this adversity because I know that sounds kind of kooky, but adversity is here to serve us. It, it sucks. It hurts. It's painful. I, we all w wish we could wish it away. But everyone faces adversity. Adversity is the place where you grow. It is the place where you have the most opportunity to change and become the best version of yourself. That's just the way it works. We don't like it. If we had designed this whole thing, we probably would have done it differently. Right? We would have said, oh no, you grow and you learn everything and wisdom when you're out having a good old time at the beach. But that's not the way life works. Here we are. So we always have that choice. What happened to your amazing life? I don't know, but you can still have an amazing life. It's just going to look different, but it's going to take you making that decision to stand up and fight. Join me, go to warriorsandhope.com and join me. And then also come to the freedom experience in October in Phoenix. Do whatever you can to get here. You will make some lifelong friends if, if you're into that, I mean, it's been really amazing for me to see this handful of women that met a few years back at a couple of different events and they have this really great friendship and they're scattered around the country. So cool to see. And you will hear from some amazing people. You will resonate. Oh, the stories you will resonate with so much. 
and it will really empower you to do what I'm saying, to get on with this version of your amazing life. We are in this together, my friend. Whatever you're going through, just always remember you're not alone. Hope you enjoyed this episode and I look forward to you joining me again next week. But let's not forget, I want to meet you also in person at the Freedom Experience in Scottsdale, Arizona, which is just outside of Phoenix on October 6th and 7th. You're going to learn about some of the concepts in our podcast episodes and so much more. So join us. You deserve this. You deserve to be free from whatever is holding you back or keeping you down. Hope to see your beautiful face in Phoenix, Scottsdale on October 6th and 7th for the Freedom Experience. Go to ValerieSilvera.com and get your tickets. Make a commitment. Together, we can do this. Together, we can not only stand through everything, we can move forward as warriors in hope.